Hey, girls, gays, and theys, listen, the jig's up, okay? The jig is officially up. We are playing you an episode that you will definitely be able to tell is very dated, but we definitely wanted to put it out there so you could listen because we really loved what we talked about. But yes, this stuff is old. If you're a Bravoholic like we are, you'll know that. But just enjoy and try to pretend it's December 2020. Enjoy, you guys. This is why I'm gay. Oh, yeah, we're here. Well, I, I need to, like, wake up. Wake up, Pearl. <laughs> wake up, wake up, Pearl. So there's something on my face. First of all, I, I just want to say, I never want to talk about drag race on this podcast. Doesn't every podcast with gay people talk about drag? I don't mind talking about drag, but I don't want to talk about drag race. Because I feel like it's just like... Go listen to another podcast that has better coverage about that. And also, like, I just don't want to talk about it. Fuck my drag, right? I'm totally I'm, agreeing with drag you Drag race that. is not why I'm gay. Absolutely not why I'm gay. <laughs> it's <laughs> a side effect of being gay. It's like, it's not why I'm gay. It's, it's like fun and, uh, yeah, like, I just... One word, baby. Fracking. Nope. <laughs> no fracking. Oh, the fracking? No fracking in this house. Why Not did I that. just... I just got a text still. Oh, because of Wi-Fi. I put it on airplane um, mode and these bitches are still trying to get in contact with me. The paparazzi won't... Do not disturb. <laughs> do not disturb. Dungeons and Dragons. Dun- exactly. Hello, Kelly. Hi, Kim. We're here. This is why I'm gay. This is why I'm fucking gay. <laughs> fucking gay. Okay. We're here again. Yeah. I don't sound recharged today, but I feel recharged. <laughs> I'm like, know? ooh, laid back Kelly today. And you've got sober me. Because last time I was not sober. Oh, yeah? No. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I was I under the influence of Miss Oregano. <laughs> but we're here now. I am fully focused and ready to talk about. Okay. We don't have anything really planned today, which I was excited about, we, honestly. The theme for today is... We're relaxed, we're loosey-goosey, we're lucid, we're with it, but we're also uh, flying by the seat of our pants. I'm I've... always flying on these pants. <laughs> I am soaring. These pants are always flying. <laughs> I'm soaring through the skies with these trousers on. Yeah. But yeah, I, I'm excited. We always riff much better than we plan things most of the time anyways. I mean, I guess we'll find out today. <laughs> but you, you, the listener, let us know what you prefer. A, a prepared piece or garbage dumpster fire prepared hey, you two queers, I didn't like when you just rambling. <laughs> <laughs> Give me some content I can follow. Yeah. God damn it. No, but I have had such a busy month. Like, it's been... I also feel like a lot of times I say that and then I think to myself, no, I just like created busy work for myself sometimes. Like there was moments I had time to be productive, but none of that was fulfilled and it's okay. Sometimes you got to recharge. Yeah. Why do I feel like I feel like lethargic? Are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. You don't, you don't do anything. You don't drink or smoke. Like you're just tired. Yeah. I, and I've had like a day off too. So I, I think I've just like settled into relaxation. And Wake like, up, Pearl! Ow! <laughs> <laughs> she just hit me. Are you awake? Did that yeah. wake you up? Maybe you need to do a lap. WWE SmackDown versus Raw over here. <laughs> oh my God. What would your, uh, what would your wrestling name be? Las Salchichas. <laughs> what does that mean? Um, it's Spanish for the sausages. <laughs> Uh, mine would be um, La Biblioteca. The library. So we're, <laughs> so we're both luchadores in this situation. <laughs> These two white women. 
completely muscle thick, just ready to go in a loincloth. I've been thinking a lot about, I mean, I think I told you, but like, why do I want to be a buff woman? I don't, do. I don't want to be a buff man. I don't want to get fit to be a buff man. I want to be a buff woman. That's... Because whenever I see a woman who has like big, strong arms, I'm like, I don't want strong man arms. I want strong woman arms. I mean, they're more, women in general are more attractive in every single way than a man. Okay. I mean, besides a penis for for you from the lesbian, <laughs> from the lesbian, women are more. I mean, let's let's talk about it though. Every single sexuality can agree that women are beautiful, but not every sexuality can agree that men are attractive. Yeah, I well, the, sorry. I think I'm a rare case, and I think you'll find a lot of people that disagree with you. But in this case, <laughs> I think I do because well, you're a lesbian, as I like to coin the term. Yeah, a male I, lesbian. I. I don't care about stuff that only has men in it. Ugh. I don't care about. I don't care about. I don't care about men. Oh my man! Of my man. <laughs> I love you, gay. We watched that the other night. You did. I watched Showgirls again, and we showed um, those like uh, neighbors the movie. They were so into it. That, oh my god! Um, so it's like these two nice little little girls sound so diminutive. <laughs> two nice two, little girls. Two women of of like post-college age who are in the same age group. Two youths. Yes. Um, they're very nice and they were very engaged. They were like, I hope she beats the shit out of him. Like right after that scene and like, like she was right, like there's one girl who was just right on the money the whole time yes. and I was like you are such a good like active participant when it comes to this movie. You would have eaten it up. Because, oh, like, that's how I watch a movie. I want to. F- I want to commentate on the whole thing, and everyone's like, "Shut the fuck up." I need to get out what I'm thinking. Yeah, I appreciate that. Good for her. I mean, that's also why we're here. So that's you why we're here. Your, you can get out what you're thinking. Because. I was watching. Um, I was watching some movie with my brother yesterday, and the whole time I was just like going in on what was happening, <laughs> and my brother yeah. just looks over at me and he's like. Can you please stop? Just watch. And I'm like, okay. I'm watching with my ears and my eyes and my mouth. mouth. <laughs> but yeah, I'm so glad she was enthralled. I mean, it's it's captivating. Whether you like it or not, it's going to grab your attention. We got to the end of the movie and she was like, that was one of the best movies I've seen in a while. Oh, I'm so glad I'm spreading the gospel to yeah, the gays. Showgirls. If you haven't seen it, first of all, go to our... F- no, no. First of all, watch the movie, then see our second episode where we go full in on Miss Nomi Malone. This is why I'm gay. Well, Showgirls lives on. Showgirls lives on, but what's been living in your head this week? <laughs> well, my weekly obsession actually is very random and not gay at all. Oh my god! Sorry to tell you. Okay. Sorry to break the news. Wah, wah, it's not gay. No, I... Okay, so the story begins when I was at my house and our same friend Izzy was over and we were listening to music and this is another song connection, okay? Last one I had was another song connection with Q Lazarus, but this was about a cover series that... Have you heard of Sega Bodega? No. Um, He's like a producer and he's started writing songs for himself too. And he does a lot of production for like, what is the word? Uh, PC music and all that other stuff. He did a fundraising series of covers with a bunch of random singers from the PC industry. And if you don't know what PC is, it's P, uh, what is it? Why are you asking me? <laughs> Personal computer music. It's basically just like hyper pop. So that's literally what PC stands for in all contexts. 
<laughs> yes. Oh, wow. Kim, Kim, I, thought, I used that, what is PC music? And I was like, yeah, I don't know what that acronym. I know what a PC is. Personal computer. Jesus. Sorry, the, the wires are never you sure fully. You're not <laughs> I'm not. Okay, okay. So, Sega Bodega made a series of covers, right? And there are a bunch of people I don't really know. One of them was Teenage Dirtbag with Dorian Electra, which was fantastic. Okay. But this other woman called La Fonda. Never heard of her. I don't know if she... I think she's an artist. I'd never heard of her. She and him sang a song called Teardrop. Teardrop on the fire, on my And I was like, oh, this is beautiful. It was a cappella. It was like a shortened version of whatever this... I had never heard the song before. And I was like, this is beautiful. One of the lyrics was like, water of my eye, most faithful mirror. I was like... <gasps> <laughs> Oh my God, that's me. Uh, I was very excited. It was just like, it was a very visceral reaction once again to a song that I felt as though it was familiar, but it I had never heard it before. And then a couple days later, I'm listening to it again because it's only on YouTube. You know when on Spotify now, they're like showing the related things that have to do with things you're listening to, like they're getting more yeah. intricate with it. Mm-hmm. One of the albums that showed up was a Massive Attack album they're like most famous one. Massive Attack's like a 90s trip hop. Okay. Really influential in, in like movies like Requiem for a Dream and just like very Y2K kind of sounds. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of interconnection between just like funk and what, what have you. So it's like, oh, I've seen this album. My brother's talked about this album. It's like a very famous one that I had never really explored. I like to listen to full albums sometimes when I don't even know what they're about. I go through, start listening to the song. I'm like, whoa, this is really fucking good. Like it was... So incredible. And then I was like, wait. And I heard the lyrics again. Water of my eye, most faithful mirror. I was like, wait, this is the song, okay? This is the fucking song. This sounds so familiar. It's got such a unique but so recognizable beat to it. This this isn't, I'm not reminded of the acapella song that I heard a month ago. Mm -hmm. I'm reminded of something else, but I couldn't. I couldn't quite get it, right? right? So I kept listening to it for days, and I was like, this is so good. I'm obsessed with this. And I'm like, what am I hearing it from? Forget about it for a few more days about, like, the connection. And I'm like, okay, whatever. Then I look it up on YouTube because I'm trying to, like, mess around on GarageBand and, like, try to play it because uh-huh. it's, like, a harpsichord sample that I am I really liked. And I look it up. I scroll because I love reading YouTube comments, right? I scroll down. It was the theme song to the show House. <laughs> Kim, all of your all of your weekly obsessions are like are like these holes that you explore and delve into. Like you just go like spelunking for the truth. That's I I need to know all of the connections. I'm like, wait, that the instrumental version of that song is the instro is the intro to House Instro. To the, you know the show? Yeah, yeah. With yeah. with uh, Hugh, Laurie. Hugh Laurie. Duh! I was right. Like I watched that show so much when I was younger. That's why that sounds so familiar to me. I'm like, fucking yes. But there's more. Okay. So I'm like, oh yes, I have a newfound love for it. I'm like, love this. This slaps. I look it up on Wikipedia. Guess who the singer is? singer elizabeth frazier the head singer of the cocktoo twins Uh. 
at this point, I'm driving in my car. I almost crashed. My mind is like an aneurysm. <laughs> my mind is blown. If, if, if you guys don't know, I'm obsessed with the Cocktoo Twins. She's insanely talented and she's created like her own language for her songs. Like Elizabeth Frazier is fucking cool as fuck. And I was like, this is the perfect song. It has like, Elizabeth. Like, it's done. It's done. Like, I don't need anything else. This is in my top 10 songs of all time. Like it has all the connections. A show I loved as a kid. A fucking crazy ass bitch that I'm obsessed with from a, a band that I love. Uh, a cover that's like a mystical and witchy and weird that I discovered through a friend. Anyways, let me just tell you, I was very excited after that. And that's been like kind of a source of like joy for the last <laughs> like, week. I solved it. I solved, I the solved it. But it's so cool because I love I just love finding random singers and bands that are like a part of something. But they you never like they don't tell you that when you find out that Caroline Polachek is a part of chairlift and you're like, what? <laughs> and that yeah so that was my obsession this week it's actually just started to die down in the last couple days but like i was angel was getting very irritated with me i was playing it a lot but that was me this week i feel fulfilled and i'm happy i love that that's i you know you get one connection and you're like okay i love this i'm on a roll but you just kept going there's like four connections i was like oh i just it it was like six I wanted more. It was like six? Six, yes. Six. <laughs> Not to be confused six with the movie Seven. <laughs> <laughs> six levels of separation and connections. Yeah. Kelly, what about you? What's your weekly obsession? So this one really came to me, and I wasn't expecting to talk about it, but like the more that I thought about it, the more I was like, I, I need to put my ideas out there. Great. My weekly obsession is the Mean Girls collaboration with Toaster Strudel. You know what? It's not my fault you're, like, in love with me or something. What? Oh, no, she did not. What? Yeah, so right now... Wait, no, did Izzy eat one? I Izzy had okay. them, and then we got them at the store the other day. I, I saw these toaster strudels. They're just strawberry fucking toaster strudels. The regular toaster strudels. But the frosting is pink. And I was like, it's oh, like hot pink. oh, like Wednesdays, we wear pink. I want my pink shirt back! Gotcha. Okay, Mean Girls. And then they had come up, like, a few days ago. And then... Again, like yesterday, and oh yeah, you know Gretchen Wieners, the her dad is like the creator of Toaster Strudel. <gasps> Yo! Oh and I was oh, like, I forgot. I was like, she's totally rich because her dad invented Toaster Strudel. That is wow. so smart and so subtle. So like, is it new? Has this been a thing since the movie came out? No, it's brand new. <gasps> it is a limited edition collaboration with like Mean Girls, and like. You look at the box and it has a picture of Gretchen Wieners and it says, I think that my father, the creator of Toaster Strudel, would be very happy with this. And it's so, the the picture is the exact moment where she says that and it has the fucking pink icing. And I just like, I was like, they don't even need another flavor. And then I thought to myself, I was like, what faggot? What faggot? Right, in the marketing Pils department. Pillsbury was like, I have this idea. So, we have a Mean Girls collab because Gretchen Wiener's dad made Toaster Strudel. We make the pink icing because we always wear went, like pink on Wednesdays. I feel like it probably started as like a big fucking joke. And then one way or another, it got around and just kept being accepted. Yes. It's such a like, it's it's not even a deep cut. It's just like, it's a small detail of the movie that is like funny, but ultimately kind of forgettable in comparison to the shadow that is created by all of the other very funny things in that movie. I can't go out. 
kind of sick. Wow. I like, I forgot that. See, when I saw that, I was like, oh, Mean Girl. Okay. I forgot that she said that. Yes. So, like, wow. I had, the realization you just had is the realization I had. And I think it is so deeply funny. Oh, I think it's it is, hysterical. I think it is funny. I think it is smart. I think it is honestly the best crossover branding moment I've ever seen. You go, Glenn Coco. It is so... It, it's it, oh I can't stop gushing about it. I had one this morning. It tasted like a fucking strawberry toaster strudel. But I was like I was saving the fact that it was so funny. <laughs> I'm in shock. Yeah, like I'm I'm stunned from how exciting this is. I was like pink icing, groundbreaking. No, but it's so it's such an easy random thing that like everyone's gonna buy because it's so fucking cute and so silly and funny. Uh, Pillsbury, whoever did that. I just want to say thank you, sweetie. That was <laughs> astounding. That was above and beyond. That is the type of branding we should all strive for. You are a official friend of the podcast. Thank uh, you, like, Gay Toaster Strudel Marketing Director. Like, I want to find out what their name is. Let's I want go. To sh- I want to shake their hand or touch their elbow or whatever because we can't <laughs> shake hands right now. Um, <laughs> and, like, just be like, thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for this opportunity uh, to make me laugh, to make me smile, to make me really think about how we can all approach branding in 2020 and beyond. <laughs> there's nothing new happening with Mean Girls. No. Like, at all. <laughs> I don't think <laughs> like so. At all. Like, I mean, they had that, like, I mean, the musical isn't even new. I just really want to just type in Mean Girls and see if anything shows up because I, I'm just concerned that, like... It's that perfect. Do you I know what I mean? It would, be, it would be even funnier if there was no Mean Girls promo stuff going on. Like, nothing new was happening. Nothing new was coming out. Yeah. It's just there. I think that there's nothing happening. That makes me so happy. <laughs> because There's nothing. Because it also doesn't have some weird fucking ulterior motive. Because it's not like something new coming out to remind you of it. It's literally just like, we thought this was excellent. Okay, so the only thing I've seen so far is they they like did one of those Zoom reunions for like voting, but a lot of people are doing that, but that's not that wouldn't even that's be not, it. That no. wouldn't be it. Mr. Strudel would be like, I don't give a fuck about that. Give us the pink icing. <laughs> Wait, that's so Oh my god, I'm thank you for sharing that. I'm yeah. so happy about that. I, I yeah. I, you should buy more. They're freezable. You should just keep as many as you can in your freezer. <laughs> 20 years later, you see this like nasty. Back when I was 26. Thing, like Mean Girls thing. Like you can't even see Gretchen's face anymore based on all the ice. And I'm like selling it on eBay for 300 bucks. <laughs> and I'm like, last one, boys. <laughs> you laugh, but I swear to God, if you did that, you would get $300. I am honestly, I'm going to go buy some more. Be- not even because I, I think they're that good. Because I think. Because you want to be part of this history that we're. It's together. So amazing. I'm wow. done gushing about it. On Wednesdays, we wear pink. Oh, also, okay. one side note. This is completely unrelated, but something that I think you will find delightful. Incredible. Go. Today, I found out that Sissy Spacek lives in Charlottesville. What? <laughs> now? Yes. Sissy Spacek lives in Charlottesville. Like, there, I was, I was reading, like, somebody's Instagram story, and they were just talking about how... Sissy Spacek is just like walking around shots, but they're like, I literally bumped into her one time and like, she's really nice. I think she's just honestly like being a normal person in Charlottesville, having a good time. Sissy! I, one, I think out of anybody, I would love to meet Sissy Spacek. I think she seems like such a nice woman. That, oh yes. Like. Absolutely. I feel like if you were to go up to her and be like, 
Sissy Spacek, you are an incredible actress, and I loved you in X, Y, and Z movie. Carrie is such a, an astounding movie. Um, you did an amazing job, blah, blah, blah. I feel like she'd be like, thank you, darling, and then, like, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, like, I feel like she would just be sweet, so kind. That is so cool. Yeah. Oh, I wonder why Charlottesville. Do you think she has family? I don't know. Maybe she just likes Charlottesville. <laughs> I don't don't give me that face. I not to shit on Charlottesville, but like, if there's not a connection, that's just so such a random place to go. If yeah, you live, I mean, if you're it's, like it's not like celebrity. Charlottesville is like the spot on the map, but that's interesting. Wow. Okay. Well, if Sissy SpaceX listening, <laughs> hey Sissy, <laughs> I love that I keep talking whenever we talk about someone. I'm like, hey, if you're listening, celebrity who is 50 years old. <laughs> If you're listening to this podcast, I mean, hey, listen. I'm our- sorry to tell you, Sissy Spacek is not 50 <laughs> years old. <laughs> Was she like 80? No, I think 60? she's. I think she's in her maybe her like mid to early 70s. Early okay. Oh, she's probably just like the sweetest little old woman, and like just goes to the events that they have. Well, not now. <gasps> Do you think she's all alone? I I doubt it. Oh my god! I doubt it very much. Kim, stop telling yourself these lies and convincing you, convincing yourself that they're true. I love you, sissy. <laughs> Just starts crying and scene. <laughs> this is why I'm gay. What are we fucking talking about? We're talking about our one of our favorite combined obsessions that we bonded over. I would say, yeah, for sure. Miss Housewife. <laughs> Sorry. Miss Housewife. <laughs> um, the Real Housewives franchise is very near and dear to both of our hearts. Yeah, and I think that it developed in very, very different ways. Absolutely. Do you want to maybe talk about the origin story since we haven't really... Yeah. We haven't really delved... Is it delved in? Past tense? Yeah, that works. <laughs> we haven't delved into... The yeah, the origins of why we love it, and there's a lot to talk about. We haven't even talked about it on the the podcast at all. No, no, um, but like we were waiting. Yeah, yeah. I, and I don't think this is the this is the first time we will talk about it, but it is um, the also the last time we will be talking about it in a general sense. Yes, but we will talk about it again with much more specificity. Absolutely, I want to have a whole session just dedicated to season two of. Beverly, Beverly Hills, Hills yeah. Baby. Like, there's. I just finished. Did I? Did we finish it? I don't think we finished the reunion, but we need to get to it. So oh like, God! Once we do that, we'll talk about it. Yeah. But let's talk origin stories. So for me, yeah. unless you want to go first. No, no, no. I'd love to hear. I'd, I'd love to hear it, and I mean that genuinely and not facetiously, as though it sounds like I. No, no. I I believed you. Thank <laughs> okay. you. Uh, so the start for me was my mom. Bless her heart. Miss Patty, we love her so much. Her and I watched a lot of garbage reality television together growing up. Like, that was kind of our bonding experience uh, television-wise. My dad and I were movie buffs. We loved our movies. But when my dad was doing something and we were just, like, hanging out afternoons or, like, a Thursday night when a new episode was on, my mom would always come in and be like, Real Housewives is on. And I didn't really get it at first, right? I was just kind of like, what is this? So I started really with... Miss Andy Cohen and watching Watch What Happens after the shows were over, like before I went to bed at 11. I'd be like, Mom, can I watch the talk show with you? Because I just loved, I've always loved talk shows and like just watching celebrities be silly. Yeah. 
And so it just was kind of an organic step into the world by my mom because she was obsessed. Mm -hmm. And I definitely would say the bulk of my viewing when I was in middle school, this was middle school, first of all, Um, probably not. I mean, at this point, yeah, middle schoolers are watching much worse, but it was a special time in my life. I was very excited to see these women just be crazy and strange and scream at each other it just like gave me so much joy (laughs) and i think that's what a lot of people like bravaholics say they just love watching the mayhem i was focused on atlanta at that point i was very much i think what 10 years ago was season two or three and that's what was airing so i was great at the time great season so it was a perfect time for me to understand like the intensity of how fucking great it was so it was really just a bonding experience with my mom, and I only realized in college, like, how many gays were obsessed with it. Like, after <laughs> I realized my queerness and what have you, like I talked about before, you know, it all fell into place why I loved, like, all the guys. Like, I loved um, I loved everyone on Bravo at that time. Like, I loved, what was the guy in, um, oh, what was that show where he was the interior designer? Flipping Out. Oh, God. I, like, he was so obnoxious, but I just loved watching him be a bitch. And I loved his assistant, too. She made the theme song. She looked like uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I mean, it was it was just a very organic, fun bonding time with my mom. And it turned into me growing up and, like, truly loving just watching the shit hit the fan all the time. Like, I think, I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. And, yeah, Jeff Lewis, I loved... Kathy Griffin when she was still My on. Life on the D-List was great. I think that was one of the first things I ever watched on Bravo, besides Inside the Actors Studio. Before I realized I was like full-blown like gay. Yeah. I loved Kathy Griffin. I yeah. think I think she has that I think she fits really w- well within that like universe of television because mm-hmm. she she likes all that same shit. She loves reality TV mm-hmm. and like a lot of her comedy revolves around that kind of same stuff right and and i immediately was like oh i like this lady you know acting with real actors is very intimidating for me that is not a diss on denise richards or any of the housewives yeah incredible so what's your origin story kelly um i remember watching the first season of real housewives of orange county oh yeah so like the first season first of of all of them all of them yeah i watched season one of real housewives of orange county and, like, I remember watching it in the background, and I was in, like, sixth grade or something when it came out. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, fine. And I right. didn't really care about it. At that point, the show was not a spectacle. Like, it was... Oh, yeah, no. It was very tame. Um, it was nowhere near what it is now. I would say it's it was pretty realistic to, like, their just everyday lives. Yep. Yeah. Which no one wants to watch. You know what I mean? Like, it's just funny how it's changed so much. Yeah. I still, like, I don't watch Orange County at all anymore, and I really didn't follow it after the first season. Nope. But, so, like, from there, I didn't really watch it anymore. And then where I picked up was season one of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, which was, and I don't even know why I was drawn to it. I think initially, like, I may have, like, just been going through channels and saw it, and then, like, just really blown away by, like, how fucking rich they were. Yeah. There there is a clear distinct distinction between like the other franchises and just how rich they are, especially in the yes. first season. Like it was Yes. a lot. I mean, we have Camille Grammer, Kelsey Grammer's ex-wife. Yeah. Well, now ex-wife. At that point, yeah. wife. Like yeah. she had a whole 
complex. Yeah. Like she had a she had acres. Mm-hmm. Acres and acres. <laughs> and multiple homes. And multiple. <laughs> but um Oh my gosh. So I started with season one of that show and I was really into it. Mm-hmm. Um, what age were you at this point? I was in high school. Okay. So I was probably sixteen. I think I was in like 10th grade. So it was 14, like, 15. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, and it kind of built from there. Like I got, <laughs> I watched it with one of my friends and for her birthday, I got her a cake and wrote on it. You're such a fucking liar, Camille. Oh, <gasps> uh, yes. In high school. <laughs> yeah. I also, I didn't do it myself. I had the woman at the bakery do it. <laughs> so I was like, can you write you're such a fucking liar, Camille on this cake? And she was like, y- yeah. Okay. She was like, who's Camille? I was like, it's a joke. I'm not giving this to someone named Camille. <laughs> to it's hate okay. on them. Yeah. This I, was is... like, I was like, I'm not insulting anybody. I promise they will think it's hilarious. Okay, and she great. was like, okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, so it's, you're such a fucking liar, comma, Camille. Exclamation point. <laughs> I was like, yes, you got it. <laughs> uh, incredible. She like asked me the logistics. I think I still have a picture of it somewhere, honestly. Honestly, th- God bless that woman. Yeah. It Thank was, you to that cake decorator. Yeah, yeah. My like teenage heart was just like, oh, I'm so funny. <laughs> you were it. Yeah. I really thought I was hot shit when I did that. But yeah. It, so like it started with Beverly Hills for me. And then I like I moved on to New York next. And then I started watching Atlanta. And I like I think those are some really good ones for me. But Potomac is so okay. See, we excellent. need we need to talk about this. I am behind, and you are telling me that this season right now is like epic, right? Season season five of Potomac is excellent. I think the cast of Potomac is like every season. I feel like they just get exponentially better. Okay. Um, not even that like they bring in people that are good that they have brought in good people but I think that like the base cast that has been there is still mostly there I think only like one person has left Sharice yes um, and I, I didn't really care about it. I mean Sharice was good for what she brought to the season but like I don't really miss her no um, sorry but it's it's good Potomac is good I want to say it's probably like my second maybe almost first favorite at this point really because I, I love Beverly Hills but the last like few seasons have been meh but yes. I care about them as like people beyond the the, the shit beyond the you spectacle. like yes I, but I, Potomac's all about the, the spectacle and I like the cast I okay. think they're good like I really like Karen I think and I love Miss Karen Karen has only gotten better okay because like, i i'm pretty i'm trying to remember the last i'm pretty sure i finished season three and then season four wasn't available when i tried to watch last year right so i've missed season four and season five. four was good season okay four was good season five is excellent okay um but like karen huger her style game has been stepped up so impeccably oh good i also love her with blonde hair i think she looks so fucking are her good. wigs better they're they're a lot better. They're a lot better. Because season two and three, I was like, girl. They, yeah, she, I think she either really had a style transformation or she hired an excellent stylist. I'm guessing that's the case. I think it's probably a little bit of both. Because yeah, okay. I feel like once people kind of show you the road when it comes to style, you're like, okay, I have I have things that I might, can expand upon yeah, this. I have things in my toolkit. I think I know what I'm doing. These are the choices that I'm going to make now. Great. Which is good. Good for her. I mean, <laughs> I like that we're accepting that as fact, but... <laughs> <laughs> this is the truth. Listen in. No, but I am excited to watch. I'm behind. You go to your mom's every Sunday and watch, right? <laughs> My mom has never, she doesn't really, 
she she likes reality TV, but she's never gotten into like the Real Housewives franchise at all. And now she like is obsessed. If I don't show up on Sunday, she will watch <laughs> Potomac without me and be like, "Oh, it was a good episode." <gasps> mom doesn't. Mom said, "I wait for no man." Yeah, but it's nice. It's like a little ritual, like an every Sunday kind of thing. Yeah, um, I wish I could join, but I'm not up to date and I don't want to watch I, I hate watching ahead of where I'm at yeah because I want to know every single thing especially with that show I'm that way too but I think like I never realized how easy it can be to jump into things like that sure I mean definitely I just like to have the full picture totally like okay <laughs> so I want to tell you a little funny tidbit in the last couple of years I worked at a news station I'm not going to name them because they're going to come get they're you. very large <laughs> I worked in an affiliate and one of the reasons I got fired was probably because I watched Real Housewives every single shift while I was editing. Like, <laughs> because the editing was so easy yeah. for me. I would wait like an hour or so and litter because they gave me too much time before shows usually to get stuff done. I obviously never told them that, but I would definitely before and during editing play the Real Housewives. <laughs> I binged the entire series of Atlanta front to back. While working there. That's incredible. And half of New York. Wow. That's so bad. (laughs) You just brought up New York, and I have a really hot take on New York. Give it to me. Um, I, when I started watching New York, I started watching at season five. Whoa, the best season. Season five is the one where everybody leaves. Oh, no, no, sorry. I'm thinking of... You're thinking season four. Season four, yes, in Mexico. Yeah, so I started watching when... Um, the main cast was Aviva, Carol, Bethany, or no, not Bethany. Shut the fuck up, Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> Shut the fuck up, stupid, Kelly. Stupid, stupid. Stupid. Um, Aviva, Carol, Heather, Sonia, Ramona, Luann. And I, yes. like, because that was what came on right after Beverly Hills. And that's how I, like, got oh. into it. Um, and... A lot of people like were like Bethany left, and I was like, I don't know. Like, I liked all the new people. At least for Aviva's first season, she was pretty like interesting. And her second season was so silly. Oh my god, it goes downhill really fast. The only thing fake about me is this. this. (laughs) Oh wow! If you don't know what we're talking about, this woman has a prosthetic leg. She threw. She like slammed she on did the it table. For te- it was 100% for the television it cameras. It was planned. Only thing that is artificial or fake about me. This. 100%. But um, oh I, I've been rewatching that season and I got to the scene where Ramona finds out about her pros- prosthetic um, <laughs> for the first time. and She's, she's horrified. Like, she's like just acting like an asshole but can you get it wet i, I mean can you how do you, you get shit do you swim do you uh, heels i love that you know this like with, <laughs> without even like having seen it recently i That's, have a problem the things i remember are mostly things i should not need to remember if i had ever seen aviva's prosthetic leg in person i would be astounded because it's so pretty like it, it is it's really impressive she like, gets it painted she gets her nails painted whoever made that prosthetic deserves all the money all of the money that they received wasn't it the charity that she worked with wasn't it that one that she got it from i think so but what it was called but it's so impressive like what an art form Mm -hmm. and the fact that it so seamlessly looked like her Mm. leg no one knew and she's so thin that like i feel like when people are thinner like those prosthetics seem more believable because they're the proportions are a little bit more right yes because it's harder I mean, I don't know personally as I'm not a prosthetic artist, but like I feel like when you're heavier, like making those 
shapes is a little harder to make look realistic. Like making fat look realistic is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> For people that don't know what we look like, we're, we're both looks. fat. <laughs> Before you go, man, they really fucking hate fat people, huh? I'm a, I'm a miss I'm a miss sixteen. Thank you very much. Size large. I don't have woman sizes, but I'm a big boy. I would say you're in an eighteen to twenty. <laughs> an eighteen to twenty. Yeah. Okay. You gotta you gotta. A dumper back there. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta dump some of these trucks. <laughs> Anyways, back to Miss Aviva and not fat shaming her prosthetic leg. Anyways, yeah. but yeah, great craftsmanship. But let's <laughs> talk about the new news. Why we even brought up the housewives? Oh yeah, because I called you last night in like a fit because I was like, Heather's going to be back on Real Housewives of New York, and like it's still not confirmed a hundred percent. How do you? Where are your sources? So my source was. Um, <laughs> Was a YouTube community. Oh, <laughs> so they took a screenshot of Ebony Williams's Instagram story. Another new housewife, possibly. And Ebony is confirmed in the cast. She okay, she's a full time cast member. It has been announced by Bravo. Like she is in the cast. The first black cast member of New York took way too long, took but way too long. Incredible. But I'm really happy. I'm excited to see what she's going to bring to the show, and I'm excited to see how she's going to deal with like. I just thought about us both talking about how we were fat again. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Like, two fat asses in a podcast. <laughs> oh, sorry, um, sorry. But yes, Ebony's on, and you said that she posted about it? She reposted somebody else's thing that said, this is the season 13 cast. <gasps> it had Ramona, Luann, Sonia, Leah, Ebony, and Heather. Oh, wow. And... Heather was like, I mean, she wasn't, there was no distinction. She wasn't like, it wasn't listed as like a friend. It just said like she was in it. Huh. And I went, because I was like, oh my God, this is cool. I have to know for sure and not um, get my hopes up. So, I mean, it wasn't on, I, ch- I went back and checked and it wasn't on Ebony's story anymore. So like probably it hadn't been disclosed yet. She probably got in trouble. She probably got in trouble or like at, at the very least a slap on the wrist and said, take that down. Yes. Um, but also. Because you know, the holics are like. Like you, you're yeah. on it. Yeah, and um, Heather hasn't posted it on her Instagram story. And a few weeks ago, she announced that she was making a podcast on Watch What Happens Live. And she was like, big news coming, big <gasps> news coming. And everybody was like, she's coming back to New York, finally. Yes. yes. And then she didn't say that and said she was making a podcast. And we are like, oh, okay. But she also posted a picture recently <laughs> of her at lunch with Ramona and Luann. <gasps> and people were like, there's no way she would do that lunch uh, with them without getting paid. <laughs> <laughs> there's no way she would voluntarily see them for lunch. Yeah. Um, I completely agree with that. No one should ever see Ramona without getting paid. <laughs> wow. 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 That's wow. I, I loved Heather on that show. I thought. Just deck me. Mama, just deck me. She brought something to the show that I think there was there was a lot more realism to her in the mm-hmm. way that she assessed and handled situations. Yes, that I love. Like like in my head, I was like, I would do that if I was her. Like if I was in the situation, I would do what she's doing. I think she's going to balance the cast. I think the cast this season. You've watched some of it. It wasn't really working. Mm. Like Leah was new, and they were just constantly on her about her tattoos and just like weird shit like that. And I feel like right. the voice of reason Heather is going to come back in. So now that Bethany's gone, they don't really have anyone to like organize the group there has to be some adhesion there has to be some yes. glue because luann thinks it's her and sh- sweetie that's luann not, is not like it, it's a bunch of really big people going in a bunch of different directions and if they don't have somebody like centering it all yes. it just falls apart 
I think they knew that. That's probably why they brought her back. And I think that's also why they nixed Dorinda, which is a shame because like I, so <sighs> I, I Dorinda already. I say this completely biased because I haven't watched the most recent season of New York. You haven't watched any of it. I think I've watched maybe like bits and pieces of like a single episode, okay. but that's about it. Okay. Um, so I don't really know much about Leah and I don't really know the shit Dorinda got into, but like from what I heard, it wasn't a very good season for her. It, it was she just focused a lot of her anger, and she was basically saying like, "I never really processed losing my husband, yeah. so I'm just gonna project and be angry at everyone." And she just kept focusing on Tinsley, like even after she left the show. That's unfortunate. Because, yeah, like I think Dorinda coming into that show was so charming. Yes. And, like, and like even when Dorinda was like sloppy drunk, it was still her drunkenness. Excellent TV. Her drunkenness is so hysterical. Yeah, gratitude, but just don't pull me up at a dinner. I I'm gonna tell you, the, the, like she cannot speak. It is it's incredible TV. You're right, but also kind of it also kind of made me sad to watch her get that drunk. Yeah, and I, I don't know. And the thing is, like. When Dorinda was, like, sober within the show, a lot of the times I, like, I liked her. I liked her family. I liked her storyline. I like what she brought to the show. Mm -hmm. So I I think it'll be sad to see her go, and it'll also be sad to see her not get any type of redemption from it or, like, not be able to work it out into the next season. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited to see the reunion. Because I've watched, like, because, you know what, I, I honestly, out of everything of the Housewives, I think the reunion is the most important part of every single bit of that show. I know somebody who just watches the reunions and that's it. I mean, <laughs> if you only watch that, you're going to get most of what you need. Yeah. Like you're going to, you're going to lose all the nuances, but you're going to get like the bulk of the bullshit. And I just like watching them because they've already, so they've done it themselves. Then they've watched it on TV. Then they've written a blog post then about it. Then they've written a blog post about it. And now they're coming back to be like ridiculed again by like all the random things that Andy throws at them. It's yeah. just so incredible. And it, it's like everything is instigated in that moment because like you're angry about what maybe somebody said about you Mm -hmm. in a confessional that you had no idea about which is dissonant from the fact that like there's just levels to it to that person exactly and you didn't know that they were saying that about you and then also like you your opinion changes over time yep situations change (laughs) i mean it's just funny because it's like almost six months after say that exact moment happened and they're still like fighting about it it's just so funny to me I also love getting like piecing together the logistics of like timing with the you we've talked about like the interviews and when they happen yeah. and that one po- okay we got to talk about that one moment where Brandy no wait what was it that we were talking about with timing specifically in Beverly Hills oh when uh why am I losing her name Taylor Trigger warning. Yeah, when Taylor's husband committed suicide. Yeah. Um which was so sad but like you said that you were like watching, you were like, some of these interviews, I think, are post it happening. Yeah, I think some of the interviews were post post what had happened. Right. And some of them were pre. And it was it was really interesting because I think that was one of the first. I mean, it was only the second season of the franchise I had ever seen. But it also very quickly, like kind of it didn't break the fourth wall, but it got very close to it. Yes. Um, yes. Be- because. When it aired on TV, there is a scene that you cannot find in the season. Oh, really? It aired beforehand on TV, and it was like they all got together. I, at, no, no, we watched it. Didn't happen. They put it in at the last bit of the series of that season. 
Didn't we see that? That was a different scene. Oh. There's two. So like that happened. Whoa. But there was another one where they like all got together. I think it was at Adrian's house or something. And they had they, just found out. And they they were all sitting like they were like, this is the first time we've been together, blah, blah, blah. And um, they were talking about like we were trying to figure out whether or not they, the show should air. Wow. Um, but it just was so random. And it just made the show like I think just kick it up a notch in like realism and it was craziness. very intense and like i you said it but i i want to dedicate an entire episode where we break down w- what happens in that season and yes. like i told myself and i told you i was like season two is amazing season two of beverly hills is amazing but like i felt kind of bad saying that afterwards because it's like because you got emotional watching it with it's, me it's really like it's dark yeah it's dark and it's upsetting and it's like there's so many things that happen too. Sometimes you get so wrapped up in the idea that like these are people and they're making these like huge dramatic statements, but at the end of the day it's like this is somebody's fucking life. Yeah. And like even if some of it at some point is played up for television, there's still this like part of humanity in there and like the fact that there was just a lot of pain and suffering in that season is very real. Yeah. Cuz I mean, can you imagine what, like I don't do you think Taylor watched any of that season right afterwards? I, I wonder. I don't know. Um I <laughs> I want to read her book because I like I haven't. Please. She, she wrote a book. I kind of wish she stuck around on the show longer. I think she was there until season uh, three or four. Okay. And she comes back occasionally after that, but she doesn't stick around terribly long. But she was a great cast member. But yeah, season two is really... We're going to have a whole episode about it. Like, you're, you're going to write a dissertation following this podcast after I, you talk about it. I really could, specifically, <laughs> just season two. Just right. season two. I've watched that season specifically, like, maybe, like, four or five times. But yeah, Housewives, huge part of our lives. I mean, we are... I would consider myself a bravaholic. Yeah. I know it's a stupid term, but I love it. It makes me happy. <laughs> it's very gay. Um, but... Yeah, I mean, we're going to discuss it more. I just think it's important to introduce you to the fact that we have a lot to say about these bitches. Sure. Um, I kind of want to ask you some questions. Please. So, we uh, we answered where it started. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to know, what's your favorite franchise? Okay. Uh, or not favorite franchise. What's your favorite, like... Top city? three? Oh, it's scene. City. 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 What's, what's your favorite one? And then, who is your favorite housewife? Oh. Okay. You can only pick one of each. Okay. You can explain your answer. Like, I want you to, but... Okay. Favorite city. I think I know the answers. Can I guess? <laughs> I need to think for a second. Okay. I, and then you can guess. Because this is tough, because I think it's changed over time. It, yeah, it has for I me think too. it always has. Okay. I think, overall, my favorite city, I think it's New York. Okay. I think it is. And I think my favorite housewife, overall... Is probably Bethany. I need to start drinking alcohol. Give you one of those bottles. It's so lame. Both of my guesses were right. By really? The way. <laughs> oh my! I mean, I I know it's I like, it's so York predictable, Bethany. but like, I just love how abrasive and intense she is, and like, I would do that. I would be. I would be on her level if I was on the show. I respect both of those choices, and I don't think they're cliche. Okay. I think New York is an excellent one. I think it like. It has a lot of elements. Like, I would say New York is one of the most chaotic. Like, And that's why I feel like I love it so much, because I'm so chaotic. It's and very I, frenetic. Like, I, I think a close second is definitely Atlanta. Like, that okay. was my original love, and, like, there's so much drama there, and I love just their dynamics for sure. But I just think New York is, like, just great television. Yeah. And Atlanta's a lot of real shit. Like, there's a lot of, like, real shit going on most of the time. It's not really played up and like, 
fun watching as much as like it shit got, happening yeah. that's kind of scary. Like there was physical fights. Who said that? Who said that? Who said that? The stuff with um, oh, my favorite scene. I got to think about too. The stuff with Phaedra and Portia, oh, like that. The realization when that reunion was one of my favorite reunions of any fucking any any city it was. Like to see the realization, like I knew that wasn't fake. I knew that wasn't fake. I knew I a hundred percent knew that Portia was just having that revelation, and she was having it on screen. Yes, and it was it was so intense. It, it was so intense, and I felt so bad for her. Oh yeah, she oh. put so much merit into that friendship. Yeah. Ugh. Okay. So favorite scene. I think my favorite scene is. I think anything with like Kim and Nini fighting, like any scene with them going at it has always been so entertaining for me because I just love how stupid Kim is. Yeah. And I just love that she has my name. Like that was one of the original draws to watching the show. I was like, oh, this blonde (laughs) bitch has my name. And then I quickly was like, ooh. Okay. I think for New York, I think it's just like that, those two episodes in Mexico. I mean, it's perfect television. The tequila ones? The tequila ones. It's perfect television. I love those episodes. They're so good. Okay, how about this question for you? Favorite fight. Okay. That's a different thing. So, should I go down the list? You go down the list. I'll think of my favorite fight while you're going. I... It's tough, right? I think my favorite is Beverly Hills. I know it's not where it should be, and I know that, like... But you have the most connection to it. I have the most connection to it just because that was the, the first one that I watched. I really liked the cast for the most part, and I like, I still want to catch up with the most recent season. I didn't even finish it, but... Yeah, I really like that cast, even though I, I feel like I keep making caveats. I'm like, I like them, but... <laughs> but there's this thing I hate. Um, I can tell you when she will die and what will happen to her family. I love that about me. I kind of want to say Carol. Okay. I, I, Carol Roswell. Yeah, Carol Really? Razzwell. Your favorite housewife? I really liked... Okay, so I really wow. liked her. She had such a crazy arc in that show. She did. Um, and I, like, I don't think she'll ever come back. <laughs> I love her too, actually. Um, and I also, like, like I would watch it and I was like, I would want to be her. Yeah. Like, she was so cool. She had, like, such a great stance on, on a lot of, like, fights, opinions, and people. Mm-hmm. And I really, she felt like an observer for a long time. Like, she, like yes. And, like, it was kind of sociopathic at certain points yes. where she was just like, yes. she was like, I need to be around Ramona more. She's just like always getting in fights. And oh yeah. She, she loved just watching the chaos unfold for sure. And I feel like we were kind of connecting with her on that level. Cause we were like, we're feeling what she, yeah, we would do the yeah, same yeah, thing. Yeah. And I thought she had some really good fashion that was, Oh yeah. That she elevated fashion in, in like the New York series in a way that I don't think other housewives had yet, because like in 2012, they were all still very like Upper East Side, like very stuffy, very yes. prim. Ugh. And like she brought a very different energy to the style that mm-hmm. I think changed the pathway for the rest of it. Absolutely. Um, she ha- she always was wearing fucking fingerless gloves in the and just like her sweaters and her leather pants and she was so thin no so she could moment. wear like she could just wear like model stuff all like right off yeah, the rack like it, it was, just it worked so well yeah so and her I, lips yeah she's great and I the fallout between her and Bethany sucked like yeah that like hurt in a way yeah. that other housewives fighting 
didn't like it didn't phase me nearly as much. I like felt I felt them missing. I felt like yes. the, them both trying to fix it and it not working and like their communication styles just like pissing the other one off. Yeah. And and they're very different people. So it made sense that like after a while that things weren't always going to be the honeymoon phase that their friendship was. Yeah. I mean, it's just a shame because I thought they were like I said, they're probably not friends. They don't communicate. Anymore, oh, yeah. No, but like I'm sure not. I I really did like seeing them together on screen. I thought it was cool. And yeah. And then you said favorite moment. You cause, so you said favorite city, favorite housewife and then favorite scene. And I challenged you to favorite fight. OK, favorite scene. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think. It has to be a part of Tequila-thon. Yeah. Um, specifically when they were putting Bethany's bathing suit on drunk <laughs> Sonia. Yeah, just that whole scene when she's naked. <laughs> Wait, what was the what was the trip they took before Tequila that was also like... Was it um, that island that all the rich people go to in New York? St. Barth's? St. Barth's. St. Barth's is in like... It's not in New York. No, I'm saying is... I'm saying, like, where all the New York rich people go for vacation. I mean, I don't know if they specifically go there. Like, That's what they always used to say. But I'm, I'm saying that trip. St. Bart's. What's that one, that? I think that was, like, season three or four. I, I remember that one specifically. Scary Island? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Was that Scary Island? Anything with Kelly is great, too. We don't even talk about Kelly. We all think you need to get help. There's something wrong with you. Because I don't like you. Oh. That's not an illness. I hate her so much, but she's so such great television. Again, she's so fucking delusional. I, I couldn't even do that. I really? couldn't even enjoy her for like what she brought. I was just like, get her off this show. <laughs> Literally, Bethany, go to sleep. Yeah. Go to sleep. You're crazy. <laughs> I think, honestly, this is super recent, but there was a fight between Monique and Candace in the most recent season. I heard about it. A physical altercation. Mm-hmm. And I don't like the fight Mm -hmm. but I do like the way that the show is approaching it in a way like they kind of I don't like that they like built it up and like that's kind of the focus of most of the season Yeah, but I do like the questions that the that the series is bringing up Mm. now considering the world we live in Mm. because it it's very loaded in the sense like a lot of the castmates are saying like or or like people online are saying like this represents black women as a whole and you should be ashamed that you fought somebody on national TV because this is all that people think of us. And like, yeah, there's this air of just like sadness in some of it because it's like, you can see that Monique is regretful, but like also the way that Candace approached the situation was flawed too. But Candace has always been super headstrong throughout the series and, like, a oh, lot of yeah. people have disdain for Candace. A lot of people don't like Candace. I don't really like her either. I, I like, there were points in time where I was like, I know Candace is wrong, but I can't help but, like, like I still like her. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. I, I've never just been, like, get, I, I've never Kelly ben Simone'd Candace. <laughs> I've never said, get her off of my TV. I don't care about her anymore. I've always been, like, Candace is fucking smart. Candace is, like, stunning and brings some looks. And, like... She brings something to the show that would be uh, not that would be vacant without her. Yeah, I think she brings a sort of naivete. Yeah, I I just like I like that she's there. I like what she does, and I still am interested in t- to hear her perspective, even if I'm always not on her team. Okay, fair enough. Now, okay, one more me. one more question. <laughs> so my favorite, what did I say? Oh, I didn't tell you my favorite fight. I think my favorite fight is definitely Atlanta, only because like. I know it's fucked up, but, like, I want to see a physical fight. (laughs) 
it's fucked up. I know it's so bad, but I just like it's just it's it's very insane to watch like someone get to that point and i just want to see it i just want to see why and like what happened and understand it but I also guess. like in relation to what i was saying like the nature of physical fights on television has changed a lot because yes. like before it was like the spectacle of violence on tv was strange especially when it's like people who you have no relation to people yes. who are also of a different like financial and social bracket mm-hmm. than you who are just like trying to beat the shit out of each other camille you're a stupid but I think it was just like the feud between Kim and Nini, like I was saying. Which part? I think I think one of my favorite things ever is when she calls up Watch What Happens Live, Kim, and Nini's on there and she's literally just like shitting on her on the phone. She's like, close your legs to married men trash box. Like just going at her throat. Not even part of the show. I love that that wasn't even Close your legs to married men trash box. That's so funny. It's um, it's it's just so iconic. Like she literally called in. <laughs> to get shit on by Nini. Like, Nini didn't give a fuck. It was so hysterical. I think my favorite fight on the show, though, which I haven't even seen this part of Beverly Hills, but I think the Amsterdam fight is just so funny to me. Shut your f***ing mouth. I've had enough of you, you beast. Beast? Yeah. How dare you? Oh, it's a lot. I haven't seen the before and after. I don't know the logistics. I don't We're know the nuances. There. But, like, just watching that, don't you dare talk about my husband. <laughs> Wait, I'm literally doing the the edit. There's an edit on YouTube that we've watched a lot where it's this, this gay guy, the ASMR versions of the Real Housewives fight. And it's just so funny to hear like, Beast, how dare you? Don't you dare talk about my husband. Yeah. You beast. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. I He does defend you, Dorinda. He does defend you. Oh, I said Dorinda. Anyways, but that Ooh. fight's... Oops. No, but that fight is hysterical to me because then i love when kyle goes just like running and crying out of the restaurant the thing is like i think there's been a lot of like memification of that fight but when it happens it's really strange oh really like it I want you to see it. I okay. want you to see that episode with the context I'm of very the relationships ex- that you've built within yes. watching that show yes seeing kyle leave and then seeing everybody get upset afterwards and like they're they're in a fucking restaurant i love that they get in these fights in, in front of people they don't give a fuck they're in a restaurant that's lit like a grotto yeah. in amsterdam like, <laughs> and there are people in there who are just trying to eat their goddamn dinner do you think that i always wonder when they're in public places do you think that they're letting the people know before they enter like we're gonna be shooting in here do you want to stay to eat or do you think they're like hiring people to come and eat mm, i think it's it's i think it's neither of those okay i think they probably have to sign paperwork to say that they're going to agree to be on tv and if they're not like post it all happening yeah and then like, like they all leave and they're like there's people behind them like oh we yeah, need you to sign because, this because this just happened and also if they don't agree to sign it they're just blurred in the background so they have to do that in editing because they yeah. do that in certain episodes where people in the background are just blurred that's fair yeah i guess th- it would make sense to be like who wants to eat and because they would all just be watching the fight and they don't yeah. want people to be like fans eating next to them yeah like it can't i don't think it can be planned nothing like that i also don't think that production companies have enough foresight for that because it would it would be so much red tape like yeah you're like i want to go out to lunch with my friend and i want to be filmed for it because i'm sure they have to plan it to some respect yeah. but like you probably can't like i don't know call the restaurant before it. i'm not i'm not sure I'm... okay last question before we finish this segment because okay. we could go on for hours oh, yeah, about yeah, yeah, this yeah, yeah. okay least favorite housewife and 
housewife you most want back besides Heather? Because <laughs> <laughs> I know that's what you would say. Least favorite housewife. Um, of any season. Now, I guess the one-offs, like the one-season people don't... I guess someone that's like had a substantial part in a series that you're glad are gone or are wish they were gone. Okay. I mean, you pretty much said it before. Don't you like Kelly? If I had one wish that would get rid of a housewife, yes. I wouldn't use it on Kelly. Okay, okay. She's, she's too weak. <laughs> oh, who would it be? Ramona. <gasps> I, yes. So I think that's, I yes. think that's a little controversial to say because no. like... I it's not I think Ramona brings something to the show but I don't think the show needs it to survive I think it's outgrown her and I think she doesn't know how to move with the punches of like the changes that it makes every year and she's just getting a little too old for like understanding her ignorance I also just think like Ramona has openly admitted to being a conservative like yes your audience then because like it's not going to be here you're not gaining friends by saying that you're a Republican. Right. On a show about women on a gay network. Like, <sighs> yeah. I. No, I agree with that choice for sure. I, she's just like, and she's, she has no emotional intelligence, no tact. Oh my gosh, you look like you're dead. No respect for other people. It's just. Literally every season continually does the same things and then apologizes the same way and does nothing to change it again and again and again. It's hurtful and it's baffling. She's literally over 60. Yeah, I think she's 61. She looks amazing, but... Okay, so I'm going to pick mine while you think of who you wish was back. I think my least favorite housewife... I would probably say Ramona, too, but I'm trying to, like, be... Trying to diversify. I'm trying to diversify (laughs) this answer. I would say probably, from the ones that I've watched the most, I would say New York and Atlanta are the ones that I know the most about. So I would probably say Luann. (laughs) Really? I'm done. I'm so done with Luann. I, if it wasn't Ramona, it was Luann. I don't think she adds anything to the show anymore. Her whole, like, arrest was interesting, I guess. But, like, she just, her pretentiousness makes me physically ill. And I'm so sick of watching her, like, think she is still the center of attention when she's not that special. I know it's fucked up to say it, but, yeah. like, I just, I hate how pretentious she is, I think. Yeah. And she doesn't add anything to the conversation in the show anymore. So mm. I think that's my choice. But we all still love Sonya. We love Sonya, yes. We love, she is... <laughs> She has a certain naivete still that, like, I still feel bad for her. Oh, God, my tooth fell out again. A little bit, and I still just, like, appreciate how, like, joyful and honest and fun she is. I mean, all of her close friends are fucking facts. Like, that's why we have to support her no matter what. You know what I mean? Okay, what's your answer for the other question? Who Who I want back? Who do you want back on the show? I don't know that you'll care about this choice, but I do think that this choice is, like, if I was playing chess... This would be a sick-ass move. Okay, okay. Real Housewives of Potomac, Katie Rost, bring her back. Ooh. Oh, I love Katie. She was cool. So she shows up. She was in season one. Mm -hmm. She left. And then she came back for season four as a friend. Oh, I haven't seen that yet. And when she comes back, it's so good. And I love following her on Instagram. Okay. She is... Very chaotic. Like, mm-hmm. she brings this, like, weird chaotic energy. She also has a tendency to respond to a lot of, like, um, rumor stuff. Ooh. So, um, most recently, she responded to a, like, tabloid that said um, she had slept with another cast member. And, like, she was also, like, I'm proudly bisexual. And I did sleep with somebody in the cast. And, like, that was between the two of us. 
and like it was special and like that's what we shared and like I don't need to talk to anybody else about uh, it. And I was like Incredible. I was like, okay, so you're not gonna talk to anybody else about it, but you're gonna bring it up and like reshare this post. Oh my god, that's it's chaotic, so messy. And I loved it. I love that. She also was like, Yeah, they uh, she was like, I to like she's like stuck it to Andy a couple times and she was Which he deserves. Yeah. She came she she wasn't she was going to be on the reunion for season four and she didn't come because she wasn't invited oh, because of like some shit really and i was like i i like katie i like katie i like what she brings and yeah i had a good time with her in season four and i wish you'd come back you're not gonna like my answer give it what is it okay this is controversial again but i simply for the entertainment factor and i loved her on the show I want Miss Phaedra back. <gasps> I, okay. I want Miss Phaedra back. I know she's a snake. I know she did all that stuff. With I like your answer. Do you agree? Uh, so when Phaedra was first introduced on the show, I was like, she's lying about this baby thing and it's pissing me <laughs> off. <laughs> that was her whole storyline the whole season. And then once that storyline was done, I loved Phaedra. I thought she was funny. So funny. And charming. And then that all that shit happened with Candy. And I was like, girl, what is this? Yeah. Where, where did this come from? Yeah. But if she came back, I would be excited. I would be so... I think I the think last season was so underwhelming. And I think she would bring so much, like, chaos in such an entertaining way back. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, Candy will probably wouldn't do the show if she came back. Yeah, probably not. But... And Candy is... Which is rightfully so. Candy is very important to Atlanta, I think. I think she's, like, the linchpin of Atlanta at this point. She... I mean, she's been on, what? Since every season sing- two. Yes, yeah, since season two. And... Yeah, I mean, Nini used to be my favorite, but she just got so irritating in the recent seasons. I, she, I can't. She, Ever since she got on Glee, she really started yeah. pissing me off. The celebrity went to her head for sure. Yeah. I am rich, bitch. Um, My second choice for that, who who would come back? I know that we're not supposed to do that or whatever. And we can only <laughs> what do you mean we're not supposed to? We're doing it. It's <laughs> I'm fun. making rules, okay? Um, <laughs> my second choice would be Kim Fields. Ooh, good choice. I no. love Kim Fields. I didn't like, I really, okay. I didn't like her plot, but I love Kim Fields. Yes, yes, it's exactly, I loved who she was as a person, but I didn't like how she was so prudish and just like, yeah. was so obsessed with her husband that she didn't even like try to engage in the small amount of stuff she was yeah. in on the season. I don't know. But I, but I agree with that too. I like Kim Fields. I loved her in Living Single. Oh yeah. She was so good in Living Single. Oh she yeah. Was, Hot in Living Single. She had some fire-ass looks. And I don't know. I think I think if she had been given a little bit more leeway and time to warm up to, like, just the, the, the fact that she was on reality TV, I think she could have done a lot more. But it just it, it just didn't work out, which okay. is a shame. Okay, I'm breaking another rule. Okay. Another person I want to get the fuck out of here. I need Kenya to disappear. Yeah, I need Kenya to get the fuck out out of here and never come back i like she pushes buttons so much that like she deserves repercussions for her actions but she always plays the victim yeah. i i think for me like i get why portia blew up i get i get like annoyed watching kenya because she was just really two-faced in a lot of her confessional stuff oh my god like she'll be nice to somebody and then say something like even post apology or makeup with somebody and then say something just really shitty about them and i was like stop like stop she just wants to stir the pot so bad for television but it's not entertaining anymore it's just like evil it's it's (laughs) relentless yeah okay i feel (laughs) 
you feel hollow inside? We uh, we just talked about the housewives for almost an entire hour, and I felt like two minutes. Yeah, I could keep going. I still have more questions. Okay. Um, do you want to ask them right now, or do you want to come back? Oh, God. This is so <laughs> difficult. <laughs> I feel like um, that lady in the Blair Witch, when she's like, everybody's gone. <laughs> um. Wow, good good reference. Thank you. <laughs> My other question is, what do you get out of it? What do you get out of it? <laughs> what do I get out of the housewives? I guess it's just how astounded I am that they really go there every time. Do you know what I mean? Like, sure. it's just, I never expect women or anyone for that matter to like say the things that they say. And I just want to know what they're going to say next so bad. Like, I just want to know how far they're going to go with the bullshit that right. they're talking about. And I... It's fucked up, but I do like watching people, like, fight about stupid shit because it makes me feel like I am such a better person (laughs) because I care about, like, real issues and, like, they're so oblivious a lot of the time that it just, I guess it grounds me more and I feel more in touch with, like, the important things in life. And this is just, like, my guilty pleasure. Yeah. I can't really explain a guilty pleasure other than that. Yeah. Um, What about you? So, mine is very specific. Okay. Um... I don't like to say that I'm a good communicator. Like, I think I, I'm i good at getting my point across. I'm I know good what you're going to say. <laughs> I'm good at um, understanding other people's feelings. Yeah. And, like, when I've wronged somebody or when, like, somebody feels, like, out of place. You're very self-aware. I am emotionally intuitive. Yes. Um, and... I love to see the breakdown of communication between people. Okay. I love yep. to see you, yeah. um, the way that people think is a good way to apologize and they completely miss the mark. Yes. So At, to, so often they completely miss the mark. To date, I think there are two people in the Housewives franchise, in the whole franchise, that know how to apologize correctly. Okay. Ashley Darby. Ashley yes. Darby knows how to apologize. When she's wrong, like, she'll say it. She acknowledges hurt. She... Uh, improves for the future and like takes notes. Good. And the yes. other person that knows how to apologize, Eileen Davidson. You haven't seen her yet. Eileen Davidson, Real Housewives, uh, the one who said, you beast. That's Eileen Davidson. Oh, yes. From The Young and the Restless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, that's funny because I used to watch The Young and the Restless with my mom, I, which is so funny. Eileen Davidson is also up there for me for people to come back. I thought she... Okay, yes. I didn't think she was super dramatic, but I thought she was a very like warm presence who okay. like... Beast. Yeah, she oh, she was amazing. Um, I think she still is amazing, but she was excellent at apologizing and like making people feel heard when she apologized to them. I think she was one of the m- more effective communicators on the show. Okay, and like I think that's super commendable. But yeah, I love watching people say, "I'm sorry that you felt that, that I made you." Like or like, they never want to apologize. They're just doing it because they have to. Ramona's apologies are really. Oh my god! I know. I'm sorry if I made you feel that way. I didn't know what I was doing. I I'm not. You're already doing it better than her. I'm not perfect. (laughs) I. She always is like, I'm not perfect. I. I have a lot I of things. Mistakes. To, I'm sorry. Anyways, bye. Runs. I'm out the like door. you've said it verbatim every single apology in the last like five years. It's been the same. Yeah. It's like I, you're. We know you're not perfect, girl. Have you done the hard work to like assess your shit? No, because you're delusional. This is why I'm gay. All right, enough of that. My my part is palpitating. I'm talking your about this. Part? <laughs> my part. <laughs> my part. Boom. boom, boom. <laughs> 
<laughs> my, my, my vaginal part. Um, on, on that note, thank you for listening to This Is Why I'm Gay. Yeah. You'll find out more in the future about why we're gay, but this is a big part of it. The Housewives. This is a big sweeping generalization about a big part of why we're gay. Um, and it was... It was touching on a lot of places. So if you um, don't watch The Housewives and you're lost, I'm so sorry. Yeah, sorry. You just can dis- dis- <laughs> just dis- disassociate the last hour people? of the- <laughs> Who are these people? If you're interested, just go online and type in like top 10 Housewives moments and you'll get the bulk of what we're talking about. <laughs> Not really, but there's, there's just it's entertainment that you don't have to feel guilty about because many other people are feeling guilty about it, too. I don't think that entertainment should be guilty, but I think we should all be looking at it with a discerning eye. Yes. <laughs> End scene. No, I totally agree. And that's why we're better people for it. It's also why we're gay. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I'm gay. Yeah.